May 10th, 2014. VGN Network presents Kevin's Old Blast Radio with your host, Kevin Baird. And I'll show Dave. So we got Dave. Welcome Thank to you. the uh, Old Blast Radio show. Dave is a contributor to our Patreon campaign and uh, gets to be on this show and uh, VGN, which uh, this is the first show we're going to have Dave on, although you're you're pretty old hat at this point. You've been on Tumble show since inception, right? I mean, that thing's Don Anderson's show. Yeah, when I was working nights, I started watching his show, or watching, I started listening to his show, you know, while doing uh, night work, and it just spiraled out of control. Right. Sorry about that. That's okay. In fact, I'm waiting for FedEx to arrive, so if at some point I uh, have to just pause the show for a second, it's because I have to sign the FedEx thing. Okay. Um, they probably won't come, but it's a Murphy's Law thing that they will come right when I'm recording. Also, I it is interesting that you happen to be uh, recording this at a um, funeral home, it sounds like. So. <laughs> no, it's a clock that's not set right. Uh, I reached a uh, milestone in my previous uh, employer, with my previous employer, and uh, they gave me a clock for my 15-year anniversary. So oh. uh, that's... That's kind of crazy. Yeah. I guess that's good. I've been at my job for more than 15 years, and I got no clock. Um, more responsibility. No, no clock. Uh, <laughs> but that's okay. No, um, we, I'm a, such a small company that if they gave me a clock, they'd probably have to fire someone. Well, we gave Kevin a clock, but that means you have to clean off your desk. Whoa, it's bullshit. Um, so anyway, what we usually do with this show, uh, for those who are first-time listeners don't know how you found this show if you are but congratulations and welcome um we kind of just go through people's lives and we talk about them in an interview format on certain shows which are the interview shows then other shows i sit around and i talk about i don't know russians invading ukraine or whatever the last one was um scientific discussions and all that sort of stuff that's the whole method behind kevin's oblast radio but oblast doesn't have a website so if you want to write to me Send it to editor at videogamenews.com because this is sort of an offshoot of Video Game News. And you can also go to www.videogamenews.com. Okay. All right. Um, I will yeah. have to say this. Okay. My favorite Oblast is the ones with all the recordings. <laughs> that was awesome. Uh, there was, there, I think there were technically two of those. One was Spy Radio, and then the other one was like Sounds from Hell or something. I forget. Um, they were mixed up, but there were two. But yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, those were uh, it was the, yeah the, the very popular. And I had a lot of people ask me to keep doing stuff like that, but it's not like I could find like tons of like unique audio all the time. You know what I mean? Like it's just it's not all out there. It's like maybe I could find another like more sounds of exorcisms or something. I don't know. I mean maybe, but. Somebody eventually would be like, hey, that's mine. It's my exorcism. you got to pay me a royalty, and then I'd be in trouble. Um, but thanks. That's good. I, I do point to that one to people. I'm always like, listen to this one if you want to find out what the show is about. But I'm not sure that's a good that's a good intro to the whole thing, because then people are just like, what a bunch of noise. It's just a bunch of screaming and weird cipher codes and shit. I don't know. Um, so, Dave, anyway, you um, where do you currently live? Like, what state? Or country. So I was born and raised in, in Colorado. Okay. So for a few years, I uh, was in the service. Uh, I've been here all of my life. Uh, presently, I, I live in Castle Rock, Colorado. Oh, okay. Which sure. is about uh, 15, 20 minutes 
south of Denver. Ah, okay, sure. I've been to Denver. Well, I've been through Denver. I've never gotten out and walked around. I took a train, and it rolled right through Denver. Um, which is kind of a weird thing because you kind of come over the, you, you kind of break out of the the, the mountains, and then you, um, uh, yeah, you just kind of see the the towns like of Denver sitting there on top of the mountain. It's, it's a weird right. sort of view that's different. You go through from, the, the Great Plains. Yeah, absolutely. I understand. Yeah, it's weird. It's a different look than when you see other cities because some cities you just kind of come around a corner and then they're there and you're like, whoa, there's a city here, like Salt Lake City. Um, and then there's other ones like that that you kind of just you know you you know emerge uh, other ones in the distance or whatever. So um, all right, so your parents. Uh, let's see. Let's start with your dad. What'd your dad do? My dad is retired. He was in 1972. Or what, 1971 or 1972, he was involved with an uh, an accident. He was involved in an accident uh, with a drunk postal worker. Wow! And, uh, it messed up his his legs pretty good, and uh, he's been disabled since then. Was the postal worker drunk on the job? Yes. Holy crap! Right, right. I wasn't very old. Obviously, I was maybe one or two, but uh, and I don't remember it. I, would, I just know family stories. Was it a car-on-car car thing, or was your dad yes. just kind of, like, hanging out, checking his mail, and holy, you know, the, the mail truck came and no, just no, took no. him he out? He was driving down the road, and the postal worker struck him broadside, and, of course, this is wow. the early 70s, so his car was, yeah, right. just, you know, two yards long, or, uh, you know, <laughs> right. 30 yards long, and... So stealing steel steel. glass. Right, That's it. right. <laughs> and no seatbelts. So he got banged up pretty good. Yeah, wow. He's lucky to have lived out of that, man, getting broadsided like that. Um, sure. So, um, your mom? She was a receptionist until 1974. Uh, wow. After that, she began raising uh, my sister and I after my after she divorced my father. Oh, okay. Well, that's a little weird side story there. So your dad got into an accident, and then your mom was like, well... You can't walk anymore, so we're done. I'm well, taking the kids. The, and I'm that's, a... <laughs> that's not exactly how it went, but uh, <laughs> uh, he, he he noticed the neighbor a little bit too much, from what I understand. Those are the stories I've been told. Sure, right. I understand. Yeah, it's you get different. You get different stories from different adults or different right. different parents or whatever you want to call it. The adults, like I'm still a kid. Um, well, so that's crazy. So you were born um, what year? Nineteen seventy. Okay, great. All right. So you're not that far away from me in terms of age. Um, I was born in seventy two. So uh, and Brian, my brother, is born in sixty eight. So you're right in the middle. You're like the kid we never had. Um, yeah. Actually, my mom did have a miscarriage. We were supposed to have a kid in nineteen seventy. So um, that uh, could have been you, Dave. Could have been you. Uh, it would have been the third Baird. Uh, but um, okay. So nineteen seventy, and in Colorado, where did you um, where did you start school at? I started kindergarten in Boulder. Okay, sure. Boulder, Colorado. Yep. Uh, my mom and dad lived in a trailer park. Okay. And my I can remember my first day of kindergarten and biting the teacher and getting <laughs> getting spanked pretty good. You know, I uh, I remember kindergarten too. I remember the first day of kindergarten. I think you know they say that. Um, your memory is tied to your adrenaline. 
So the more adrenaline you have, those are the memories that remain with you for the rest of your life. For some reason, adrenaline burns memories into your into your memory banks or whatever. And um, I think a lot of kids remember kindergarten because you're you're you know you're pumped up on adrenaline um, on your first day, and then everything after that's kind of a blur. But anyway, go ahead. Sorry. So and after kindergarten, we left uh, Lafayette slash Boulder, and we moved to Denver, and then that's where I started elementary school, Knapp Elementary, and then, uh, oh gosh. Uh, so wait, so so was that at the, di- the point of the divorce? Like you kind of started yeah. off in the trailer park and then your right. mom was like, I'm leaving the trailer park, I'm moving to Denver, I'm taking the kids, right. you guys go to Denver. Now, did you get a house, an apartment, uh, another no, trailer? It was, it was a duplex okay. in West Denver. Okay. Uh, living with my grandmother for a couple of years. Okay. And we eventually got a got a home, or my mother eventually bought a home in West Denver, and we stayed there for a considerable amount of years. Okay, now how was she making ends meet then? You said she was a receptionist until she started raising you. I mean, obviously she got some child support from your father, but was that enough to actually uh, make ends no. meet? No? No, no. She, she works for a, a sales company. Oh, okay. Uh, I can't remember the name. Uh, offhand, but uh, she worked. She worked as a receptionist for a company that sold household goods. Okay. Okay. Great. Okay. So then, so at this point, it's, it sounds like a, a pretty normal, uh, um, uh, you know, from the outset anyway, a, a normal lifestyle in that sense. Um, sure. You were going to school, and um, yeah, you were living with your mom, and, and for a little while, your grandmother. Um, right. No grandfather. It wasn't around. No, he died in 1971. Uh, oh, he was a coal miner in Trinidad, Colorado. Oh. He died of black lung in 1971. <laughs> Jesus. Wow, that's pretty storied right there you got going on there. Um, uh, it's, it's, you know. Um, okay, so uh, it's elementary school in Boulder. So um, the whole time, did you go through, or it was public no, school? No, 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 no. It, oh, no. Oh, oh, the whole time? No, I spent my junior high years in a Catholic school. Okay, well, but but elementary school the whole time in Boulder. No, no, no. No. We was only in, I was only in Boulder, or my sister and I were only in Boulder for a couple of years, and oh. then we moved to Denver. Oh, Denver, Denver, that's what I meant. Yeah, okay, Denver. Okay, all right. Okay. Did you like your elementary school? Was it was it? I did. I had I had a lot of great friends. Yeah. Uh, we got into a lot of great trouble. And uh, it was, I had some good times, you know, throwing rocks at the girls, just, you know, climbing on the, the roof of the elementary school. It, it was fun. Did you have to worry a little bit, like, about, um, I mean, you probably still do because you're still there, but, I mean, look, in Cleveland, there's, no, there's nothing that can kill you, like, wild animal-wise, where in Colorado, I imagine if you go, hey, what's this path over, you know, and then you're dead. And uh, they're taking your corpse away or something. I mean, did you ever worry about snakes or bur? You know, as a kid, is it all or is it pretty, you know, normal? Well, where I lived, we didn't have. To, I lived close to the mountains, but not close enough to the mountains that the snakes could actually get through. Okay, there's a lot of roads they need to pass to get to my house where I grew up. I see. So the wild snakes or the the rattlers or anything like that, the desert snakes, they're not going to make it very. No mountain lion came down and just scooped up some of the kids that in, in the play, playground or anything like that. Nothing happened. Not not as I was growing up. That's happening a little bit more often now. Really? Okay. But uh, and that's because of urban sprawl. Yeah. So the the open spaces that were obviously open 
when I was a kid aren't open anymore. So the mountain lions and the coyotes are uh, invading. And bears. And, uh, you have bears. dogs and chasing kids. Wow. So no bear, in, no bear in the middle of the road or anything? you got to wait for the bear to go by? No, nothing like that happens? Okay. Uh, just before winter, I would say during the fall months, they, they start to stock up on their fat. Right. And they, they start invading trash cans. Sure. Right. That's a big deal. And we have, and in Chatfield Reservoir, we have some problems with mountain lions. Okay. But once they're discovered, the fishing game, they'll go in and trank it. And, uh, or if it's attacked any animals or people, they kill it. Mm-hmm. This, uh, yeah, we don't yeah, we don't even have those. Um, but my mom, when she lived up in the mountains, she had a bear in her garage. So I'm sure. somewhat familiar with that kind of craziness. Um, but uh, people in your part of the country to, you know, yeah, keep uh, any of that stuff. I mean, but we don't even have. I mean, we, there's there's a couple of venomous spiders that I mean, you would pretty much have to be like, what's this old log right here? I'm gonna sleep in it. I mean, there's no, there's just you can't. There's nothing that can kill you here. It's just one of the only places I think in the country that's actually like that. Um, I think it's because they're drinking water out of the burning river. <laughs> yeah, that's right. The water is just wiping them out before they get here. Or like seriously, I was. Uh, I was just at my mother's uh, house because it's for sale. I, I always talk about this on the other shows. And um, uh, I had to have a pest inspection done, which is uncommon in Cleveland um, because we don't have termites up here. And I was talking to the guy, and I was like, do you ever see termites up here? He's like, no, never. He goes, ne- we never see them up here because it's really, really rare to see termites. He goes, in, he goes, in Akron, they've got them down there, but they're not up here in Cleveland. And literally, Akron is like 40 minutes away. It's not even far. It's like something about Cleveland, like the termites are like, fuck that, we're not going to Cleveland. We're just staying here. It's weird. Um, okay, so elementary school, that's cool. Um, and then you went, in junior, you, you were saying junior high school, you went to a, uh, what, a um, Catholic, Catholic school? school? Yep. Right, St. Joseph Catholic School off of 6th Avenue and uh, Delaware. Uh, it, it was a kick in the pants. I played basketball for them. It was awesome. Had a great time. It's just... And then, uh, well, that had to have been a big uh, a shock if you went from public school into Catholic school, right? I mean, that oh, was the first year was not very fun. Yeah, <laughs> playing catch up is was not was not all that great, and I had to go. My mother forced my sister and I to go through a self imposed summer school. She bought a bunch of these math books and reading material. So the summer after my sixth grade. Uh, it was not fun. You know, uh, it was all we were doing was studying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of like my when my dad, um, you know, he got divorced from my mom, and my uh, grades suffered from that because you know it's just it's a without my mom being there, there was no um, sort of structure for that. So then when my dad got remarried, um, the those kids ended up being like really high mark her kids because she had five kids ended up being high mark kids so all of a sudden like I had to go through this whole routine of like studying and discipline and all that kind of shit that was just uh, it was a total um, I don't know culture shock for me or something sure. you know but I think it helped I mean I think in the long run it enabled me to eventually get through high school I'm pretty sure I'd be like slinging dope in Detroit if I was still alive today or something um, otherwise because I mean I was just no way I would have graduated. I was, I had like, was prepared to flunk out of third grade. 
at that point. That's how bad it was. And my stepmom had to tell the teachers at the new school that um, I, I could go ahead and go on to fourth and that she would make sure that, like, I would, you know, do better in school going forward. So that's kind of crazy. Um, yeah, so, uh, okay, so junior high and then high school, Catholic high school, or did you uh, go back to public school? So there was, a, no, it was not a Catholic high school. There was an incident during my my junior high years. My mother was arrested. She uh, worked as a uh, as a mule. Jeez, really? Yeah, between Mexico and, and uh, or oh. excuse me, a coyote. She worked as a coyote between Mexico and, and the States, obviously. That's a little bit better than a mule, but it's still kind of right. crazy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so <laughs> she got caught. She did 18 months in a federal prison. And, and was, that a one, was that a one-time gig, or was she just kind of doing that on the side? Like, was that going yeah, on? She was doing that on the side, apparently from 1973 up until 19, I don't know, 77, 78, Holy or something like that. crap. So if anybody doesn't know what a coyote is, that's somebody who basically just goes over the border and brings people back. Am I right, am I right about that? That is correct. Yeah. So she did that. She was arrested. She did 18 months in a federal prison. And during her stay, she had some medical issues, and the medication they gave her caused her kidneys to fail. Oh, my God. Wow. So, yeah. So after, after a few years in court, she was uh, given a settlement, which allowed me to pay for college, and uh, along with the GI Bill. And, uh, yeah, she died in, about, in 1990. Oh, man. That's fucked up. So... So was the sales job just a front and she was making most of her money and doing the coyote thing? Or was the coyote thing just like a once a year kind of, I mean, you know, was she more of like, do you think, you know, looking back on it, was she, do, you, do you think she was more like of a sympathetic type of person that was just going over there to help these people come across? Right. Or was it, was it like... More, it was more sympathetic. She did yeah. receive some money from it. From, oh, sure. This is all stories I've heard from family. Obviously, I wasn't yeah. old enough to understand or uh, really grasp what was going on. Right, right. But all I remember is that uh, apparently I was with her once, oh. and I remember riding it, riding it in a in a white truck with a camper on the back, wow. on the bed of the truck, and then just you know looking at my mom and you know having a sandwich and just loving life, you know. And we weren't even driving on any roads. And later on, I asked my mom about it when I was in high school. Yeah, and <laughs> she was telling me, "Oh, yeah, it was just." You know, I was bringing five, six people back, and you sat back there, and you tried to turn the light on, and everybody told you not to turn the light on. <laughs> wow, that's a fucking crazy story. Holy cow. Um, yeah, I, I went to Mexico once or twice um, in the 80s. And um, back then, before all the 9-11 stuff, I mean, it was... Uh, it was fairly easy to get across the border. I mean, it it's I, it may still be easy now to get into Mexico. I mean, that was about you might as well not even stop. I mean, somebody's kind of just looks at you for a second, and then you just go through. Um, getting out, it was just a huge line of cars. I mean, it was just it was just epic. But I mean, it was just um, a couple of questions, and then you were you know free to go. I think it was just driver's licenses back then. You didn't need a passport. Uh, yeah, so. I can only imagine when your mom was doing it in the 70s or whatever that it was probably... Um, sure. Uh, they didn't have the technology they do today, sure. Right. It's just, you know... And also pretty pretty lax in general because people probably weren't too 
worried about it. You know what I mean? Like, it right. wasn't that big of a deal until, I don't know, the 80s, I think, is really when it's hard to heat up or something. I don't know. That's fucked up, Dave. Um, so, so you got a so you got a settlement. So you went to would you say you went to private school and or no? It paid it paid for college and a house during uh, during high school. So I, I went during high school. I went to Abraham Lincoln High School off of Federal and Evans. Okay. In Denver, and uh, that's where I spent the majority of my years. Uh, first did, girlfriend. First. What did you do when your mom was uh, in jail or whatever? What did you? What's that? What, what did you do in terms of? I mean, you're still a kid. Your mom's in jail. What were you oh, doing? Right, right. So during that time, I was staying with my godmother, my aunt, mother's sister. Uh, yeah, and I spent. Uh, uh, yeah, a, a school year. I think it was seventh grade. Okay. It wasn't sixth. Seventh part of seventh grade. Yeah. Wow, that's a that's a. That's a fucked up time to be um, without your without your parents because that's like sure. your tra- that's like your transition period when your imagination is still like in f- like in full gear, but at the mm-hmm. same time you're like you know you're getting older so you're having adult thoughts. It's a it's a crazy time to be uh, kind of on your own like that. Absolutely. So, and we we couldn't take anything with us. So when my mother was put in jail, obviously we lost the house. Wow. And. It uh, and my aunt, my godmother, she couldn't take us with all of our stuff. Sure, so we had to leave a lot of stuff behind, and that was that was heart wrenching. Yeah, and not having all my favorite toys and stuff like that. But my mother, she made it, she made it more comfortable. You know, yeah. so often she'd send us some money, and we'd go to the toy store or something like that. So. Huh. Wow, jeez, it's crazy. Okay, so um, so you said you went into the military. Now, um, uh, high school, then you just um, went in the military? You said, yeah, I'm going to go to college, then military, or what happened there? No, it was military. Uh, I was a, you know, 90-pound weakling soaking wet. You know, I really, <laughs> you know, growing up without a father it was really difficult for me to understand how it is yeah, right. to be a man, you know, how to shave, stuff like that. Sure. You know, my mom had to teach me all that stuff, and it, you know, just isn't the same when it's coming from yeah. your dad. So I joined the. I decided that I would join the army because I wanted to become a. I what I thought a better man. Right. And, and that's what I did. I saw the world, or at least I saw a part of the world. And uh, well, what year did you? What year did you enlist? Oh, 1989. Okay, 1993. Okay, okay. So you did the whole four-year thing, and that was the army. Yes, it was. Okay, okay. 89. It was. Uh, so you. That would have been. Yeah. Did you go over to the desert? Nope. First call forward. I was in Panama during that time. Ah, uh, okay, sure. Were you in the op- Were you in the Panama operation at all when they went in for? No, uh... was, I was. No, that that happened before I even joined the service. Okay, okay. I think that was eighty-seven or eighty-eight or something like that. Yeah, well, it was close to then because that was George yeah. Bush. Was right, right. Yeah. So when I first got into Panama, you can still see the buildings full of bullet holes. Yeah, <laughs> I believe it. Entire. Entire buildings full of huge bullet holes. Wow. Yeah. Huh. Well, that's are you. You went in at the right time. Then you were. He's <laughs> just right in that little pocket right there. Yeah. That's kind of crazy. I. I um. You know, I graduated '91, and that was you know the Gulf War was wind, winding down for the most part, and um, are over essentially. And um, I had a couple of friends that were in it. Um, though, but they were like a year older than me, 
I mean, they're not a year older than me. They're they're a grade older than me because I didn't I failed. I didn't whatever. I was held back a year. However you want to spin it. Um, so they were in. I wasn't. And then when I got out of high school, that was like when Clinton was basically like, "We're going to shrink the military," and like you couldn't. You had a hard time getting into the military back then. Like it was actually difficult because previous to that, you could just walk in the door and be like. I want to join the military. And they're like, fine, come on in. You're in, you know. And I'm here. What color is this red card? <laughs> right. And uh, when I was when I was doing it, that wasn't. You actually had to have some sort of qualifications for a very small period of time, which happened to be when I graduated. Which I wasn't going to join anyway, um, because I just I saw a Full Metal Jacket and I was like, I ain't doing that fucking shit. That looks fucking horrible. Um, but I, uh, I got the opposite when watching Full Metal Jacket. Really? Yeah. You said uh, that looks for like it's for me to go through oh, that. Well, kind of... it, that looks like it was awesome. Really? Yeah. I, uh, I, I saw Full Metal Jacket just a few months before I was supposed to ship. I thought, well, you know, that's the Marines, but you know, I'm sure it's awfully close. And it, it was. Yeah. For the most part, I, I I learned a lot about myself and endurance and yeah. what I can take. Yeah. Did you? I mean, did you enjoy the service? Or did Absolutely. you? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. I would. I would highly recommend it for everyone. Yeah, uh, it's something that I, I agree with, and uh, I was happy to serve. Yeah, I um, yeah, I don't know. Brian went in. You know, my dad was in. I just something just didn't work out for me. Um, uh, you know, and it's certainly it's not for everyone. No, I mean, I don't have any negativity towards it or anything like that. I I just um just didn't you know it, it was just a time time of my life thing. You know, got out of high school, had a career thing, went that way, didn't really you know go in. But um, I can see it. I mean, I had a lot of friends that went in, but some, you know, like Brian only served two years and he got out. And then I know another friend that was in the Navy, he went in for two years and got out. But then he ended up going back in to the Army. And I think it was just over in Afghanistan. Dude's been in it forever. Um, so, you know, it kind of, I, I think it sort of just depends. Different circumstances, um, different things. People, some pe- I, I think some people get too... Um, like I think you, it sounds like you went in because you wanted to, you know, you you had a good idea what you were getting out of it. Like you were going right. to see the world, get get some money for college or whatever, and um, you know, uh, learn some things. And I think other people go into it and get kind of swayed a little bit by too much bullshit in the sense that they think they're going to go um, over to uh, Hawaii and become a pilot, you know, and then they end up being on like an oil tanker as a boiler technician in the middle of the Arctic, you know, and then they're like, "Fuck this! I hate the military," you know. So, I don't know. I don't know. I, it's just a different thing. So, okay. All right. So, four years in, it's 93 now, and uh, you come back. Um, you didn't re- re-enlist, though. You were just kind of like you had enough of it at that point? Uh, you're right. I did have enough of it. Uh, a couple close calls, and I thought, you know what? Maybe it's, I think this is telling me that I'm, the universe is telling me that I need to go home. Well, what were the close calls? Like, something like. So, I, I fell out of a helicopter. <laughs> oh, Jesus like in the air, like flying. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was taking off. It was about you know, a couple stories, twenty twenty feet, thirty feet, something like that. Shit. And I lost my balance because we were fucking around, and I fell out of the. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, I can't think straight sometimes. <laughs> well, retard did you break some bones? It's hard or? To think sometimes I, fo- I have focusing problems. What's that? Break any bones from doing that? Oh, no, no, no. But I hurt my head pretty good. Wow, that's fucked up. 
That's I don't know. I don't know if that's funny or uh, or, or sad that that happened. Um, yeah, and then I was chased through the jungle. Before that happened, I was chased through the jungle by uh, some uh, some Costa Ricans who were growing dope, and uh, they didn't give us they didn't give us any guns, so we we're just running from them. <laughs> <laughs> so, what? Yeah, we we were doing some some spotting for drug fields, and then we got caught, and then we were just running through the jungle. And the only thing I could do, and I'm going, I'm playing this through my mind right now. The only thing I could do is giggle while I was running. <laughs> I was giggling the entire time. And my section sergeant, as soon as we got into a clearing, turns around, points his finger at me, and says, "If you fucking don't stop giggling, I'm gonna leave you here." Wow, that's crazy. Because I guess I thought it was fun or something like that. I yeah, you didn't have a gun. They didn't arm you. That's no, kinda... no, no. Well, the Costa Ricans, they have a national police force. They don't have an army. Okay. And it's a violation of their constitution to have foreign soldiers in their country armed. Ah, gotcha. That's funny. I um, Brian has a friend, and it's a friend of mine named Joe. And Joe is probably about your age, and he was also in the military and in Costa Rica. Um I don't know. Maybe you guys know each other. Um, although I'm sure there was a shitload of you guys there. The um, Okay, so that sounds like reason enough to be like, I guess I'm going to fucking go home and not come back to this shit because I might get killed. Um, when I was in Panama, I was part of the 617th. Yeah. So you guys can, you can look it up on Wikipedia or whatever. 617th uh, SOAR. Okay. SOAD, excuse me, it was a detachment. So bad. That's like a special operations aviation detachment. Okay, because I know those SOAR teams. They show those guys on like was that Black Hawk Down? Those are those right. dudes that are like strapped the to the side of the helicopters, right? The unit I was with is the uh, South U.S. Army South. Okay. Detachment of that specific unit. Really? Wow, yeah. it's pretty hard ass. Uh, yeah, let me tell you, dude, it was a great time. Yeah. But when you got to run into a couple close calls, you think maybe it's time to hang it up. <laughs> I'd like to see what else life has to offer and not just die in like some field in the middle of a foreign country. I get it, man. I get it. Right. So um, so at that point you decide you're going to go to college. Right. So I go, <clears throat> excuse me, go to college for a couple of years, have a great time. Well, what college did you go to? Uh, let's see, Community College of Denver and Metropolitan State College. Okay, sure. Great. Nothing, nothing high speed. Right. No one- did you have an idea what you wanted to do, though? Did you, like, yeah, go absolutely. in? absolutely. When I got out of the service, uh, there was an article in a newspaper, in a local newspaper, about Novell. And okay. what they were doing at the time. Sure. This is 1993. Right. So I thought, that's a huge company. Future. All right. Networking. Companies all over the world are going to use stuff like that. Right. So that's what I went in for. I went in for computer science and started studying about computers and programming. Brilliant. And then uh, during that time, I was in the lab doing some coding. And then I just started taking the computer apart to see what it looked like. And, right. and they kicked me out of the lab. So <laughs> they wouldn't let me back in because I just start taking shit apart. So wow. I went into the hardware side. Right. I thought you were going to say you were in the lab and you got bit by a radioactive spider. And that's why you're now a superhero. Um, so I'm glad that didn't turn out that way for you. Uh, okay, so you went to the hardware side. So you, you got into like PC repair and uh, that kind yes. of thing? Yeah, I was doing that while in college. I did uh, the phone company at the time, U.S. West. Okay. It would, uh, or I was part of a contracting team to, the only thing that we did was repair their printers. So these people have Mm -hmm. 
several buildings in the city county of Denver and huge buildings. So you're talking about thousands of printers, laser printers, dot matrix printers. Right. So I was part of a team of eight that just went around the city. My, <laughs> my main focus was downtown Denver. Right. So just went around. I went around all over Denver just repairing printers. That's the thing about printers, though. Like today, they're they're still they're still temperamental. But I I mean, back in the day, they were constantly breaking down, and, and they were thousands of dollars. <laughs> yeah. Just the full time craziness. Dave, can you hold on one second? I think the FedEx guy's here. All right, you hold, go. One sec. That was just the mailman, not the FedEx guy. <clears throat> still there? I'm here. Okay. Okay, so uh, so is that what you're doing today? Are you fixing printers still today? Oh gosh, no. What? Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, you know, yeah. Well, you can tell me. Let's back up then. You got out, you got out of college. Uh, you got this job um, working on printers outside of college. Um, is that how it went down, or did you um, did something else happen between those two events? No, it was it was. You know, through college and after college, I worked, you know, obviously to make ends meet a little bit yeah. and to supplement the GI Bill stuff that I was getting. Sure. And I started doing the printers. I went into working with a debt collection, a fly-by-night debt yeah. collection firm. I did, uh, I, I started working on their PC side. I would just replace mice and keyboards and stuff like that because they just had boot peas uh, on network cards, which I thought was pretty cool. I got to flash a few of those. But, uh, at least at the time, it was cool. Right. uh, I went from that, from going back to printers for a little bit, then I went into... I got... I read read about sometime between the printers, going back into the printers and leaving the debt collection firm, I started reading about Microsoft and their version of server, Windows NT. Right. And I, I started studying that. Okay. And I, and I got a job just deploying servers. So HP has a number of clients. They right. have this company that they, they sell their servers to, and these people build the servers for spec. Right, right. And that's what I would do. All I would do was just, you know, eight hours a day loading uh, Windows NT onto overpriced HP equipment. Hmm. Or, excuse me, Compaq. I call it HP because that's who they are now. But it was at the time, it was Compaq. Okay. Okay. So how'd you meet your wife? Match.com. Really? Seriously? Yep. Really? Yep. Oh, okay. I had a lot of failures. It's certainly not for everyone, but <laughs> I met her at Match.com. First wife? Or yes, absolutely. Okay. Person only. Okay. Yeah, well, all right. <laughs> It'd be weird. If I, well, she was my first so and my third. First and only, yes. Yeah. Um, okay, well, that's kind of cool. So, I mean, was it... Uh, I mean, I've been on Match.com. They matched me up with one of my best friends at one point, which was weird. Um, and I was like, I ain't doing this anymore. It's just weird. I well, I initially started it just for <laughs> the action, you know. Yeah. Better than going out to the bars, you know, and just... Right, fighting over everybody else. Right, right. You just, I just did it for the action for initially, so and it was a great time. But then I started to settle down, and I thought, you know, this is getting pretty ridiculous, and so I decided to look for something more serious, and that's when I found her. Okay, all right. So how long ago was this? 
Uh, we met in 2003, and we were married, I believe, in 2009. Wow, okay, so you dated a while. So that's well, absolutely. good. We, we lived together for five years or so. Yeah, well, fantastic. That's great. Mm-hmm. Uh, Do you have any scary match.com encounters that didn't go so well? Did you... uh, yeah, mostly <laughs> nothing to write home about. Right. You know, it's just ones that didn't, really, didn't you know, work. I, I usually, I, I vetted them pretty good. Yeah. You know, uh, you know, you hear all these stories. Yeah, yeah. And there was a specific woman that I, that I was looking for at the time, at least for action, so. Right. That's what I <laughs> Okay. All right, cool. So kids? Do you have kids? No, no, she has, she had uh, endometriosis. Oh, okay. Mm. And she had to have her ovaries removed. Ah, okay. And me, I shoot blanks, so. Ah, no, don't want to adopt or anything like that, though? And she talks about it. You know, I, I tell her, you know, maybe we can wait for a Canadian war orphan or something like that. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm kind of with you on that. Um, I have fucking dogs. That's enough. I don't need kids. Um, we have two cats, which I despise. You, what? We have two cats I despise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Animals are, they're kind of like kids, except they never learn to do things better. Yeah. So they just <laughs> consistently cause problems. Wow, okay. All right. So uh, that's, you know, so you're pretty happy with Colorado. I mean, you know, do you ever think about uh, you'd like to move somewhere else or anything? You know, I, I've seen a lot of the country. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and I have my, my roots and my family here. So, no, I don't think I would move. Right. You know, I do, I do have this small pipe dream of one, of one day uh, owning a small casino in Vegas. <laughs> wow. Yeah, one of my best friends in, in the service, uh, we would talk about that all the time. You know, you know these these tall tales we tell each other. Sure. About, you know, cashing out of the the military and just going to Vegas and just opening up a small casino. Hmm. I'm sure it's uh, I'm sure it's expensive. Although who knows? I guess in freaking uh, Nevada, I mean, you can just open up like a convenience store or something and have slot machines in it. Like, right, apparently. as long as you don't have a record where they do the background check, you know, and the bank is all good to go, so. Yeah, they don't seem to really care. Yeah, that's true, yeah. I don't know. Um, okay, well, let's see, we covered, uh, you got anything else? You want to throw anything else out there? Anything crazy happened to you in your life? Did you ever uh, decide to jump uh, cars with a motorcycle or anything at any point? No, so? I, you know, after I left the service, you know, my adrenaline, my adrenaline or my uh, adrenaline fix it's pretty much satisfied. Yeah, I yeah, imagine. I wasn't really into, you know, I've never had a broken bone in my life, although I probably should have been killed more times than I can count, you know, jumping off of fences and roofs as soon as you were a kid, you know, and just running into things that you, <laughs> or falling down the stairs or whatever. Right. Yeah. But nothing, uh, nothing really exciting. Yeah, well, I guess that's good. I mean, I haven't talked to anybody on here yet that's been dead before, so uh, that's, that's always positive. Um, uh, it's uh, pr- pretty crazy, uh, pretty crazy military stuff. So, um, how do you, uh, how did you find out about uh, the VGN and the Tumblr and stuff? Were you just podcasting? Is that how? Uh, it, no, I, I was not podcasting. Uh, in two thousand four, my my wife and I were. I was sent to Beaver Creek, Colorado, for a corporate retreat. And I found out later the only reason why I was sent was because I had a truck and I can carry a lot of stuff. <laughs> no 
nobody else was willing to give up their, their truck. And I was single. And my boss said, you know, you want to go to Beaver Creek for a couple of weeks? I said, all right, let's do it. Yeah, all right. <clears throat> Went to Beaver Creek, uh, stayed at the Ritz-Carlton Beaver Creek for a couple of weeks. And let me tell you, it was a blast. Wow. Unfortunately, I was dating my wife at the time, so I didn't have as much fun as I had hoped. Oh, okay, sure. Got but, it. Uh, yeah, uh, and as a gift for my services, I was given uh, a care package that they gave all of the attendees of this uh, investment uh, group or this investment meeting. Sure. <clears throat> and it included a, uh, an iPad mini. Oh, okay. The metal ones at the time. Right. So my girlfriend, my, my wife now, she immediately said, hey, that's nice. It's mine now. <laughs> so... I gave it to her. We loaded it up on her computer and everything. And uh, a couple of weeks later, she's telling me, I really like it. So I, I bought one. I bought an iPod. Oh, okay. And I just started searching podcasts. And uh, it, the rest was history. I mean, were uh, you... I found your show, and yours, yours is the only one from that time that I still listen to. Are you, Were you... I mean, do you play video games? Are you a video game well, player? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. I have, I have an Xbox 360... Uh, Great. I bought the original Xbox, so yeah. I yeah. Had GameCube for a few years. Yeah, we were still talking about the original Xbox when this, our show first started. So that's right. Uh, right. You know, way back in the day. Well, that's great. Perfect. Uh, you know, just always Xbox curious how people found out. for your show on Sunday nights. Back when you used to do it weekly and you would post it at night. You're right. Know, here I am at midnight, you know, <laughs> try refreshing your feed. <laughs> because I want to hear the latest show, and I would listen to it before I went to bed. So oh. I'd wait till two in the morning. Where's the show? God, These I guys wish... are funny. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, makes me feel good. Thanks. Uh, yeah, and which I probably should put them out uh, on Sunday nights more often, but uh, it's difficult sometimes because you get you know you. I start recording like I start prepping at seven, then you get everything going, and it gets done by nine, and then. It's kind of like, you know, do I want to sit there and futz with it more? Do I want to go, like, watch Game of Thrones or something like everybody else is doing, you know? so I usually... a, I'm sure there's a lot of people out there that appre appreciate what you do because <laughs> you've brought me many hours of enjoyment and laughter and uh, on an otherwise would have been a dr dreary day. Oh, well, thanks. I appreciate it. Yeah. And we're still doing the show. It seems like we're going to keep doing it as long as those guys keep showing up and not calling in sick. I don't know why they have to call in sick. It's freaking the easiest thing in the world for them. They don't have to do any prep. They just have to show up. They don't even have to talk. I don't know. Why my co-hosts sometimes confound me. But anyway... Um, cool, cool. So what are you playing right now? Are you still playing games? I mean, are you... Uh... Oh, absolutely. I have a 360, so I've been playing... Uh, the, I'm into these Call of Duty games. Sure. So I've been playing the latest Call of Duty and Battlefield. Okay, uh, yep. I used to play... I, I play a lot of first-person shooters, and I yep. like to play them online with a bunch of people. Right. Uh, only because I like shooting adolescent <laughs> children in the face. <laughs> and when they're screaming at you, it's awesome, because they don't have any type of... <laughs> Uh, you know, quality words. <laughs> All you got to, is what they learned from the Playboy Channel. You know, it's right, right. There, there is. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Every so often, there is a gem. <laughs> they will come up with some great words and some great comebacks, and but most times it's right. It's you know, just, retard this, fuck you that, bag uh, this. You know, yeah, yeah. It's dumb. Yeah, it's been played. I. uh I like Battlefield. I play that. I got that for Xbox One, I think. Yeah, I haven't played it in a while though. Um, and uh, but I'm I'm with you on that. I like. I, the, in fact, I 
played all the battlefields, and up until the last one, I didn't realize that any of them actually had a single player game in them. Um, Jeff had Jeff and Jason from uh, Rage Select had to tell me basically that they're like, yeah, there's a single player game. And I was like, there is. I know. I know. I no idea. Um, and then I played that, and I was like, okay, this is okay. But went back to playing the uh, the online, which is just uh, just great. You know, fast pace, pick it up play, you know, no real uh, I don't know no no sense of responsibility or anything to it, you know, you don't right. have to keep going or, you know, solve anything, you just, you play until you don't want to and then you're done it's, mm-hmm. you know, good stuff not that it's, when you play that way, not that it's at, in any way organized, you could be on a team full of absolute knuckleheads, which is most, and that most of the time that happens every time, yeah. you know, I don't have a group of fo- people that say, you know, let's take this seriously and let's go destroy <laughs> usually it's just, you know, the 12 and 13 year olds, right? you know trying to figure out what they're going to do and you, usually you're just watching them run into walls yeah, you know, I tried to join a clan once or whatever and I, they made me go through boot camp or something, and I realized it was like two kids or something, one kid was like a general and the other one was like a colonel, and I was a private and they had this, like, I forget what game we were playing. It was some military game. You know, like Call of Duty, but earlier than that. And um, there was some sort of, like, you know, they were just running me through this whole, like, obstacle course type of thing. And I was just like, this is dumb. I don't even understand why we're doing this. We should just be doing tactics and figuring out what I'm supposed to do. Not, like, having me, like, run around. Maybe it was that U.S. Army game or something. I don't remember. But then, like, they sent out some message that said, you know, um that the general is retiring and that the colonel is now going to be the general and that, you know, if I knew anybody else that wanted to join, I was like, you know, this is dumb. You, you two guys made yourselves, like, leaders and now you're just trying to be bosses over everyone. I just get kind of tired of them. So. Sure. I don't know, but, um, yeah. So what am I playing right now? I played, um, I'm back to playing Days X, Human Evolution. I was, I've been playing Assassin's Creed on VGN while we record the show, but I'm going to send that one back. On the next one, I'm going to put Barbie on. And, um, and then we're going to play, uh, not this week, but next week after the show, we're going to record and do um, your selection of Nancy Drew and the Secret of the Old Clock. Oh, nice. That's for, awesome. For the, uh, <laughs> for the, the watchers, listeners out there that want to watch us go through that fucking havoc. Um, I did try and stress to them, all three of the other co-hosts, that they should be there. But Brian tends to, he just doesn't want to do anything beyond the um, the 9 o'clock hour. Um, because says, you, you can, That's understandable, you know, he works for a living, he drives all day. I mean, yeah. He rest, you want to rest, right? Uh, I guess. He, he's not the only one who works for a living, though. Uh, you know, that's... <laughs> um, it, it constantly seems like he's got I gotta do work and it's like well what are the rest of us doing we're all working too but right now I guess I don't want to disrupt his thing his girlfriend lost her job oh so um, he's got to uh, she was worked there for about 15 years I think 13 years something like that she was like a blood tech I think of some sort like the company went around and drew blood and she used to do that but then I think she was in the office Later or something, or maybe she went back. Phlebotomist? Am I saying that right? I don't know. Like, like I don't know. I don't. Phlebotomist. Yeah, I don't. Maybe I don't know. I. It's not. It's not really like holiday conversation, you know. And most of the time, like she's doing like computers or stuff. Anyway, like I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't know. 
I, I guess I could have asked, but I just didn't. Um, Brian won't. But it's like, you could ask Brian. You could be like, so what does she do? And he'll be like, I don't know. Something. He just, she just goes in and, you know, deals with people. And you're like, okay, I don't know what that means. Um, so, and I don't go out to his place very often because he lives pretty far away. So I, don't, I only see her on holidays, and it's not, it's just not Christmas conversation or something. Sure. Like, uh, you know, how's that blood drawing business? But anyway, I, she worked for the Cleveland Clinic, and they decided that they didn't want to um, uh, do it anymore. And, you know, they wanted to, like, outsource it instead. So they just eliminated the um, the whole unit or whatever it is. So now she's got to, like, try to find a job. So Brian's got to be the meat and potatoes guy for a while. I mean, they gave her, like, two months free pay. And she's going to get, like, probably these days a year of unemployment if she can't find a job. So they'll be all right. But at the same time, you don't need him to come home and be like, Oh, that's my job because I fell asleep because I was doing video game news with Kevin. (laughs) And it's fucking dumb. So I don't want to hear about it, you know. Um, But that's cool. Yeah, um, so you got to get a PlayStation 1 or a PlayStation 4, I mean, or an it, Xbox it's One? It's going to be the Xbox One. It's just yeah. without all that television nonsense. <laughs> it was dumb. I, I really don't understand why they, they deployed something like that. I don't know either. I, it, it would make some sense if it, if it was like the, if it per, behaved like the cable box. Right. I would like, agree with that. Um, because then it would like be the DVR, and you wouldn't need the cable box, but it acts as sort of like an in-between, and that's where it gets dumb. I, I just, you know, I don't need another remote control um, or something that I have to turn on in order to watch TV. Like, i got enough shit i got to turn on. So, yeah, I don't, I don't turn it on very often. I don't know. I mean, it's in that weird, like, the Xbox One, it's like if you don't have one, don't buy one in any sort of a hurry, because it... You know, the Xbox 360, you go through, like, the Xbox Arcade and stuff, and it's chock full of games, and Mm -hmm. there's all sorts of things you can download for discounts, and um, they have, you know, gaming with gold. They'll give you the free games and stuff that you can play, and you get onto the Xbox One, and because nobody's really developed anything for it yet, it's just a ghost town. You know, you can buy the full copies of games for 60 bucks, but there's still a pretty limited selection of those. And there's a few Xbox arcade games, but, you know, like Peggle and stuff that you're just like, mm, okay, I've got this already, you know? So, um, yeah, I don't recommend anybody upgrades. I, and the same goes for the PlayStation 4. I just think people should just wait. I mean, there's more apps and things on the existing consoles than on the new ones. I, I don't quite understand why they rush these things out because it seems like most people were pretty happy with um, Xbox 360 and PlayStation 3. And it seems like developers are also like, you know, they they say they made the push in order to m- make these new consoles, but then they're still developing games that are basically the same on the Xbox 360 and the PlayStation 3. You know, they look a little bit better on the new consoles, but I mean, I don't know. Th- to me, that doesn't really matter that much. I mean, I think initially you're going to see some of the same look and feel as right. far as the games are concerned. As well, they get used to the new hardware, right? But it's like one of these things like, you know, back in the day, like when we were on like PlayStation 1 or, um, you know, going towards PlayStation 2, you kind of like had all of these sort of franchise titles that you wanted to see in in um, 3D and better detail. You know, you wanted to see Final Fantasy and you wanted to see your, um, your racing games and your fighting games. And, um, and now it's all just kind of broken down into there's some first person shooters, which are great. 
and everything else has not evolved very much. I mean, there's no more adventure games. Fighting games don't need anything near the hardware capabilities that we've given them. Um, and they're not much of a market anymore. Platform games have ultimately disappeared completely. Uh, real-time strategy games don't really work too well on consoles. Um, so you get a lot of these indie games. You get indie games which are cool. I mean, Walking Dead and things like that is sort of like the new adventure game, but Telltale is kind of like the only people really doing it. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I, I just feel like um, the technology improvements are great, except that a very small subset of gaming is actually embracing all that new technology, and the rest of it is still kind of like in that Nintendo technology area, but, of course, not supporting the Wii U, because... I think cost is a factor, too. I mean, when you're yeah. looking at a $400, $500 investment or, you know, purchase for, you know, your 12- or 13-year-old kid, and a lot of parents are going to balk at that, especially, you know, when they can buy them a $200 phone. Right. Well, play some mobile games or something like that. Of course, then they're in the in their at the dinner table, and the only thing they're doing are staring at their phones and playing with their peas. I mean, right? There's not it, a very very. It, it's lose lose. Yeah, I, I just think that the game engines themselves don't lend themselves to the um, to the the, the new technology. new technology. I mean, the Skyrims and stuff are great because somebody said, "Hey, we got all this technology. Let's make a first person sort of." Um, RPG in real time and, you know, build this, you know, towns and all this stuff. I mean, granted, it all was built off of Elder Scrolls, which was around long before most of this hardware was here, but they kept improving it and it kind of works. But a lot of other games are like, well, we're still going to have turn-based combat and um, we're going to make the animations look really cool, but it's going to be the same game engine that you've been playing since um, 1986. So, I don't know. I don't know, man. It's just, it's one of these things like I... I, I I think game companies are still sort of sticking with what they know, and I think that's maybe Oculus Rift or something will will shake it up. Maybe that'll make it so people will have because you can't really have like I mean maybe you can, but I can't see turn based combat with like a VR helmet on. It's just weird. Like you're just gonna stand there something like I think gaming might totally be different. It'd certainly be um, more inclusive if you could just put on a put on a helmet and have virtual friends and everything like like in your squad like right there with you versus um uh i don't know just being an icon on your map or something i don't sure. know i don't know what i'm talking about just got a babbling talking about can this. i give out my uh, my gamer tag absolutely hokey smoke how do you spell that hokey as in uh, h-o-i-k-e smoke as in fire <laughs> Hokey Smoke, and that's for Xbox 360. 360 right. Xbox Live, right. Man, mine's f- full of people. I don't know if they've ever fixed that yet, where you can have more than 100 friends, but um, it's always... Well, they did on the Xbox One. I believe there's there's a limit of... You know what? I don't know. No, yeah. I, I do like that you can now share identities... Like, you can ask people to tell me who they really are because I can't figure out who people are. Like, you know, you change your icon, you, you change your name to be, like, D's nuts, and then I got to, like, try to figure out who the fuck you are. I don't know. Who are you? I have no idea. So it's nice now that they, on Xbox One, that you can, you know, once you friend somebody, then you can ask permission 
to know who they actually are. And then I'm like, oh, okay, now I know who this is. I, I think I've, like, cut off, like, all kinds of listeners and friends in the past because I just have no idea who they are, you know? <laughs> like, I don't know if that's, like, some dude who added me as a friend because we were in a squad together in battle, you know, Battlefield or if it's actually, like, a longtime listener of the show that I've just now pissed off forever because I just cut them off or something. I have no idea. I have no idea, Dave. Um... All right, you got anything else? You got any shout-outs? You want to uh, tell anyone anything? So, Se- secrets of life? No, not, not really. Uh, Shout-out to my wife. Love you, baby. She's not going to listen to this. Show. She's never yeah, going to get Probably she's not. not going to get this far. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I tried to get her to listen to Dottie's show, and she just, you know, 10 minutes, she turned it off. I don't want to listen to that shit. <laughs> yeah, well, that his show, huh? it's touch and go. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> sometimes it's great, and sometimes he's, uh, you know, really tired and probably shouldn't be doing a show that uh, day. Absolutely, but the, that's part of the fun. Yeah, yeah, you're, you know, you're you're being forced to do this. Yeah, it's <laughs> <laughs> freaking hilarious. Um, okay, so everybody out there, you know, feel free to write in um, editor at videogamenews.com and uh, go to videogamenews.com, which is basically just the Facebook website. There is actually an Oblast website on Facebook. Um, you can do a search for Oblast, and it should be one that comes up that sounds American, and uh, it says Kevin's Oblast Radio on it, versus, I don't know, if there's another one on there, it probably has something to do with some Russian province. Um, do you have that uh, the Oblast icon on it? Yes, okay. yes, and uh, there's not there's only like fifty some people that subscribe to it um, because right. I never to tell anybody it's there. I probably should, but I don't. Um, but yeah, definitely check it out. And video game news uh, this Sunday, and Dave, you're gonna be joining us, right? This Sunday, awesome. eight o'clock. Absolutely. And I'll send you a uh, invitation to your Gmail account, and we'll get you on there about seven thirty ish, and then um, yeah, Eastern, Eastern time, yeah. Okay. So about two hours ahead of you. So it'll be right. six o'clock your time. So five thirty. You'll get the invite at five thirty. You don't have to join at five thirty if you want to join five minutes before uh, six o'clock your time or whatever. That's fine. Um, your audio sounds good enough, but some people want to jump in early just to make sure everything is gelling. So sure, choice is yours. Um, you know, most of the time nobody joins until the last minute. Sometimes Brian's Brian's on early talking to me, but. Other times, you know, nothing's happening. So just leave it up to you. Choice is okay. yours. That's it, everybody. Thanks for listening. Uh, I got nothing else. Dave, thanks very much for being on. And uh, yep. Pleasure. That's it. Take it easy. Good night. Peace. <laughs>